This is Winning with ADHD, a podcast for parents to empower students. Build up your ADHD teens so that they recognize their own talents, creativity, and uniqueness. Get tips and tricks to help overcome executive functioning challenges. Listen to stories and experiences of what worked and what did not. Together, let's find ways to build your child's self-esteem and start winning with ADHD. And now, here's your host, Heather Walker. Hey there, this is Heather Walker and welcome to the Winning with ADHD podcast. Today, I would like to welcome our special guest who is Emily Walker and my daughter. Hi. I am so excited to have her here with us today. And we're going to talk about the last couple of years and some of the experiences that she's had. Her 10th grade year, she was in a public school in person and her 11th grade year, we chose to do an online school And we saw quite a bit of differences between those two different school years. And I think some of it had to do with the environment in which we were set up in. But I think there were some other pieces that came to play. So I'll share some of my thoughts as well. And Emily is going to share some of hers. Um, Emily, why don't you get us started off and tell us maybe a little bit about yourself? Like what things make you really excited? What do you love learning what do you enjoy as hobbies? I like to read. I like to color and draw, build random things. And you like robotics? I like robotics, but I feel like that goes under the category of building random things. That is true. That's true. Um, I'm interested in designing things from like just simple projects to like rethinking how things are designed. What are some of your maybe most favorite ideas that you've come up with? My would be my space web. And so tell us about your space web. Uh, Basically it's a giant spider web that will sit in the atmosphere of earth and it'll collect all space junk so we can bring it back to earth so we can reuse the materials. And so you've always had a strong passion for recycling and helping keep our earth clean. Mm -hmm. Um, Oftentimes you will go and take a walk and you'll pick up trash around our neighborhood or in the parks. Mm -hmm. Why do you think um, that drives you so much? Or what about that is exciting to you to make sure that we take care of our earth? I don't know. It's just something I enjoy. Okay. Never thought um, about that. You still do this, but not as much as you used to. But when you were younger, you used to take things out of the trash. Oh, and I still do that. You just don't notice. I just don't notice it as much. Yeah. And so what do you do with those things that you take out of the trash? Well, it depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll just have some random idea and I'll start building. And the easiest materials to access is the trash can. Mm. So would you define yourself as a builder? Yeah. Yeah. Would you define yourself as an artist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you define yourself as a good student? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Would you have said that you were a good student um, a year ago? 
before this last school year? Meh. That's meh. probably how I'd respond. You would say, yeah, I'm a good student? I'd say meh. 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 Okay. Um, let's talk about your 10th grade year. You were at a new school and with where we live, that was technically your first year of high school mm -hmm. from like how the schools are structured. Yep. Um, how did the first start of the school year go for you? What was different at this school than um, some of the other schools you've been to? I made a lot of friends faster. I kind of got adopted into a group almost immediately. Whether uh, like my last few schools that I went to before that, I didn't make friends very fast. And so what do you think was different? It's just, you just happened to find a group that thought like you and yep. yeah. So that was kind of fun that you had this um, group of friends that you could hang out with that you guys um, had lunch with and different things. Yeah, yeah. I had, they were my robotics class. Nice. Um, so you were in a robotics class, which is something you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so clearly they also enjoyed those kinds of things yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, how did they're also kind of the misfit group. That's usually where I end up is the misfit group, the misfit group. Okay. Why do you think that is? Because we don't care what other people think and they do. So they outcast us. Okay. What do you think is good about not caring what other people think? thought about it. Mm. I think there's a lot of good things about not caring what other people think. Um, it's actually been something that's been really hard for me um, from my own personal experiences. And as I've gotten older, I've been able to um, adopt that, I guess, mindset. And so I think it speaks a lot to who you are, that you know who you are and um, doesn't really matter what other people think. And so I admire that trait. That's something that I've had to work towards. What about um, the school itself? Um, or oh, maybe oddly quiet. The that rest is something of I feel very, very strongly about. The people were very quiet. So most of the other students were pretty quiet. Like, it was weird. Like, there was no talking. It could have been like the whole mask thing. Because mm, it was the year after COVID. It was the year mm -hmm. after, but I don't know. Yeah, you commented about that several times while they were you were just at the school. oddly quiet. No one commented on anything in class. And you could tell there are already groups made of people, like friend groups. But everything, I don't know, it was quiet. Yeah. Like you go into like a classroom, like a wet lake and things are probably going to be loud. And you go to the lunchroom and it's going to be loud. And you walked into our lunchroom and everybody was pretty quiet for most of the year. Hmm. That is interesting. I don't think of a high school as being quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about some of the classes that you took um, your 10th grade year? You had um, like you mentioned robotics, you had several electives, but some of those electives were in a online type of format. How did those classes go for you? Oh. <laughs> 
just for our listeners to know, Emily, I communicate with noise. <laughs> she communicates with noise. She has a harder time with words, especially when it comes to emotions or, you know, how she feels about things. And so you might hear some sounds as we talk about some things. Um, that's just the way Emily communicates. So, um, so you had, I think two or three classes, um, that were in this online format where you would watch these videos and then you would have to answer questions and take a quiz or a test. Yeah, it was uh, art history, psychology. And like a business, intro to business and or something? Intro to business. And so those three classes. Um, well, like I can talk about those things and like research them on my own. This class just was, the classes were just born. So. Um, were you excited about the topics? Did you like what you were learning or was it the format of this pre-recorded class that was hard for you? So I liked what I was learning. It was just very slow and the people talking were very monotone. So when and they didn't have much of their own personality. Yeah. They were just basically reading a textbook. Yeah, I saw parts of those classes. I would agree with that, that description. Um, what about the in-person classes? Those were fun. They were fun. What do you think made them better? Was it that the teachers were more dynamic and that you had other students there? You commented that the students were quiet. So Most of the students were quiet. If you go into my English class, we were loud. My math class, my robotics class, we were all loud, but like all the other classes, like my chemistry class was quiet. So when you say loud, what does that mean to you? Does that mean participating and answering questions or asking questions? In this case, yes. People were active. I guess the teachers were more slack on like raising your hand and stuff. It was kind of like a free conversation for the entire classroom. And you really like those I, types I of- I like that setup. That setup helps. And I think even all the other students prefer that setup too. Yeah, I can see how that would feel more natural, right? Like that you're just having a conversation and learning as you're um, talking about this topic versus a more formal type of setup where the teacher speaks and you're quiet until you're called on type mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What about your experiences in the past where you've had classes where there's one in particular that I can think of, you were only there for a couple of weeks, but the teacher was very, um, Oh, my science teacher at Vista. Um, just pretty intense as to the way you sat in your chair and like when you spoke and things like that. Um, what, how did that feel for you? First, it feels like a nuisance, and then I'll try to fit it, and I can't, and then I get angry with it, and then I start intentionally not doing things. Because of that expectation of almost perfection mm -hmm. in the classroom of you being there and quiet. Yeah, and it really bothered me because like that classroom, that was a science class and I love science and science isn't something you I mean yes you should be safe in a lab 
but it, you shouldn't be very like, I don't know how to explain it. So let's talk a little bit about Science another rigid it's exploring. <laughs> So. Right, right. Well, let's talk about another science class that you've had in the past at, a, at another school even um, where the classroom was loud and the teacher was not intense like that science teacher, but um, maybe the kids were loud in a sense of just chattering and goofing off. How did you feel in those types of classrooms? So I feel like in those classrooms, I don't know. So I didn't really do science, learn actual science stuff until middle school, I felt like. And I don't know, it was more, I don't know how to explain it. So um, let me share a couple of thoughts then, maybe that'll help. So there's been a couple of classrooms that you've been in throughout your educational career where the classroom is maybe a little more chaotic. Maybe the, the teacher is super awesome and fun to be in the classroom, but because of that, sometimes you almost have like this, um, uh, this, this line of what a classroom is like. You've got the teachers that are so structured that you can't put your, you know, your foot up in your chair. You can't stand up. You can't, um, it's very, very strict, right? And then you've got like this middle of the road type of classroom where the teacher's definitely in control of the classroom, but you have this natural and organic type of conversation about the topic you're learning and the students are, you know, posing questions and answering questions or offering up ideas along with the teacher. And then you've got this other end of the spectrum where the teacher is super fun um, and maybe less in control in regards to um, the classroom, like the students are goofing off or maybe really loud or, you know, it takes a lot to get the classroom together. How do you feel in that last group when you've had those types of situations. So that would depend on my, as I call it, the social hierarchy of where I place. So some of those classes, it's like, as I said, the misfit group, like it's the entire class is it, and everybody kind of coincides with it and everybody's just, you know, okay with it that everybody's just weird but like I don't know I guess it depends on the energy of both where I am socially in that group of people and like the energy in the room yeah, so I'm glad you brought up energy. That's something that you and I talk about quite often. You'll comment about the energy of our home, for example, or the energy that, you know, somebody in our family is putting off, or you just mentioned it in a classroom. But we also have like some sensory pieces um, that happen when there's a lot of noise or um, things like that. Do you think that the energy has a lot to do with? when you um, struggle from 
having a lot of sounds um, or a lot of loud noises and things like that? Or where do you, do you think those connect? Sort of, in a roundabout way. Okay. Um, what happens when you're feeling um, bad energy or maybe sensory overload? So depends on, like, there's so many facts, variables that could affect it. Like, if I'm being feeling tense from not getting ready fast enough when we go to somewhere and I'm kind of like being on myself, I'm more sensitive to everybody else. This is emotions and noises around me. And so while I may be over, I might eventually get over what happened, what I was working on. I eventually, my body just naturally tuned into that last emotion on everybody else. And it just makes everything worse. Yeah, you tend to kind of like absorb that energy and then it like becomes a part of how you're showing up at that time, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's kind of come back a little bit to your 10th grade year. How did you do academically? I did all right. All right. <laughs> I don't know that I would say all right. I did I would, like two C's. I would say that it was one of your more difficult I years. struggled to get the grades, but most of the time I knew what I was doing. Okay. What about turning in assignments? How did that go for your 10th grade year? Do you remember? Wasn't that as bad as eighth grade. So from my point of view of looking back, I would actually disagree with you. I'd say your 10th grade year was worse. Um, and from my perspective, I would even say that with a few of your teachers, we would communicate. And so we had a lot more, um, oh, what's the right word? Uh, you would say it was turned in. The teacher would say it wasn't turned in. We would ask you, you would say it was turned in. The teacher would say, we don't have it kind of scenarios. What do you think drove those situations? Are we talking about digital media? Uh-huh. Uh. I guess in that situation, I just got to a point within the assignment when, you know what, this is good enough, and I would turn it in, and she wouldn't like it. It wasn't what I was supposed to do completely, and I'd just move on. So did you, is it because, you were super excited about digital yeah, I loved it. it and great. so it wasn't that there wasn't an interest in it. Did, was there maybe an element of giving up? that you couldn't meet the standards or it was either I couldn't meet the teachers the standards set for the assignment or I couldn't meet my own standards yeah so we have a little bit of this like perfectionism right and so we talk about that often where it's like what is the requirement to get the assignment do you want to spend your free time on this as a creative outlet or is you know what do we need to do to check off the boxes for mm -hmm. school right yeah yeah um, does that, how does it, 
impact your work and how you show up when you feel like you can't meet the expectations of the teacher or the assignment that's being asked. I kind of go in it with like, the only way I can describe it is like a stuffy room, a hot stuffy room kind of attitude. Like if I look back, that's like how I felt in my own body at the moment. It was like a hot stuffy room. And so when you say hot stuffy room, what is that? I know what a hot stuffy room feels like physically, but what does that mean for you and how you show up? I don't know. I'm kind of sluggish and snarky. Okay. All right. Those are some good words. I can relate to that. Um, when we're hot, we might, you know, are hungry. We might be a little bit more um, quick with our words and maybe um, don't do our best because we just are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to add about your 10th grade year that, that we haven't talked about yet? Or maybe prior years in regards to attending school specifically with ADHD? Teacher, student, um, the chemistry between a teacher and a student is important on how I do my work. I would 100% agree with you on that. The teachers that make you feel loved and that you're cared about and that they truly want you to succeed is when you tend to do your best. Mm -hmm. Would you say that that describes it well? Yeah. And what happens when you don't feel that the teacher cares about you, loves you, and really cares about your success? In the most extreme case, I plot to turn on the fire alarm. And so what does that mean in regards to actions? No, I literally did that. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So um, it, it makes it, so I'm going to try to describe it. You tell me if this is accurate. Mm -hmm. It basically gets to the point where you don't do anything. You basically don't show up. And if anything, you go the exact opposite direction of what they're looking for. Yeah. Why do you think that is? It's almost like I can get attention from the class instead of the teacher. Even though it's not good attention. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's different when you have a teacher that you know loves and cares about you and is ultimately genuinely cares about you as a person and, and what you're accomplishing? Well, I can do group work a lot better. Never actually thought about that actually. Yeah, but group yeah, work I can is do something we haven't work. talked about. That's been I can do point. group work a lot easier in those classrooms. I think everything is a lot easier in those classrooms. What do you think the difference is, is between the teachers that you feel that way about versus the other teachers? Because I don't think that the other teachers are bad teachers, no. right? So what do you think is the difference there? Well, like with Miss, I think it was with Mr. Todd, his son is like me. He has ADHD. 
or something like that. So I felt like he knew what he was doing with, like dealing with. So like he understood. He understood my the way my brain worked, and maybe the actions that you took. Yeah, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so you think that maybe the other teachers are maybe less familiar and and don't understand the way your brain works or the way that you show up or the actions you might take physically or something like Mm -hmm. that. Okay. All right. Um, Mr. Todd, for example, is also a teacher that's a little bit more of a laid back teacher, right? Yes. He's one of those teachers that if you make him mad, you know, you've done something wrong. Yeah. Do you think that there's a difference then between maybe a teacher that's super strict versus a teacher that's maybe more laid back in the classroom or even your English teacher, um, you know, for 10th grade. I loved her. She was great. But she wasn't like Mr. Todd at all. No. Right? They were very She different. had a more laid out classroom. Like, like it was more structured. It was more structured. Classroom. But the conversations were free, free flowing, like in Mr. Burnout's class. And I don't know. She was just chill. Okay. So, all right. I think you've brought up a really good point that the the chemistry or the connection between the student and the teacher is has a massive impact on how you show up. That and right. she liked books. I mean, she was an English teacher, but she liked books. Right. And that's probably and why I, that's probably why I passed her class, to be honest. I didn't do so well on my essays, but I read so many books that year that yes. that's probably the only reason I passed. Okay. So okay, let's jump into your 11th grade year. We made a we made a pretty big change for your 11th grade year. We decided to attend an online school. And um, as I was looking for online schools. Um, there are lots of different online schools, so they're not all the same, just like your public schools are not all the same. And some of the online schools were those exact same classes that you took in 10th grade at, for these elective credits. I don't know why you do that. Um, where Everybody had, at that school hated them. Where it would have these pre-recorded videos And it was, like you said, kind of monotone and um, that there wasn't really any personality in the instructor who was providing that. And Mm -hmm. so when I found that school and I realized that that's what they were doing, I was like, that is not going to work. And I think that if we had chosen that school, we wouldn't look back on your 11th grade year as being a good experience. That'd be in my room right now. It would, it would be hard, right? Um, If... So as I continued to look, I found another school that is available in our area and um, they have teachers and they have live class sessions, but they also have recorded sessions that you can listen to. Um, And you have all of your assignments laid out for you for an entire quarter. Mm -hmm. As you look back on your 11th grade year in this setting, what would you say went well? I don't know. Everything else just kind of went generally more smooth. It just went smooth. Mm-hmm. Did you like your teachers? Most of them. Yeah. I think there's always going to be a mix, right? I think throughout life, there's always going to be but some I also people. didn't attend many of her lives. So there's a lot of people that we 
jive with more versus other people. I think that's natural. My history teacher was my favorite. Yes. And her live sessions were kind of like these environments that you talked about where she was portraying or um, communicating information and she was very kind of animated in how she described things. But you also had kind of that and like, free flowing and conversation. Like the, the chat box, she was totally okay with us having small related conversations. And she'd like butt into the conversations and add things and it it made it yeah. was fun. So she was pretty cool. She was pretty cool. Yeah. So but I think you had a couple of teachers that were pretty cool. You um tend to have a little bit more difficulty in math. And while Mr. Todd was a good math teacher. You had the, the I agree with you. You had other really good math teachers, but I feel like your math teacher this last year was incredibly helpful to you and truly cared about you. Yeah. And I believe she said one time to your dad, I just wish it was easier for Emily. Yeah. Right. But she was always willing to step in and help. And I believe you felt like she truly cared about you being successful. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. And I would say that you felt that way about majority of your teachers this last year. Mm -hmm. So one of the other things that was different this last year is that you and I sat next to each other at the kitchen table. And how did you feel about that at the beginning? We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Okay. So I'm going to talk about it a little bit so that our listeners can hear it. And that's fine that you don't talk about it. But as we were, were working through this last summer, um, I was really kind of pushing this idea of doing this online school and Emily, while she agreed with it and said she felt like she would be most successful in this way, I don't think really wanted to do this path. Right, Emily? I was worried about social, my social life. I mean, small before and now it's kind of really tiny. There's definitely a huge shift from that standpoint. Um, but the first few weeks of school, I would say we started out with a fairly positive mindset. We talked about mindset quite a bit. Yeah. Do you agree that you started off with a fairly positive mindset going into 11th grade? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, let's talk about when your first quarter ended. So, um, at the school you attended, they had four quarters, um, rather than like semesters. And so you ended that first quarter, they wrapped up grades and um, you had, I believe, all A's and B's and a C in math. And How did that good. feel? The math thing felt good. Why did the math grade, which most other people would look at that and say, oh, and you got a C, but you were most excited about the C in math. How come? Because math had been really hard it kind of like dropped off. I used to be good at, I mean, I'm back to being good at math, but I used to be really good at it. And then as my dad says, I lost a few bricks in my wall. Yeah, so math does require kind of like building that foundation and one brick on top of the other, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're missing some, you've got these holes in your wall. It yeah. makes it kind of hard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what, some of the things that you said to me um, at that time was that you were most excited about it because you did it and you worked the hardest in that Mm -hmm. class. Yeah. So there was a lot of, I guess you could say pride or a sense of accomplishment Mm -hmm. as to what you had done. I asked you what changed and do you remember what you said to me? 
vaguely. Okay. So um, some of the things that you said was I took notes. And another thing that you said that you did is that you worked through all the problems throughout the lesson, right? Do you remember this mm -hmm. now? Yeah. And then I said, so what are you going to keep doing to help continue the success that you're feeling in math? Take you... notes, more right. notes. Take notes, make sure you watch the video and attend the live session and then work through the problems. Mm -hmm. What's really cool about most teachers today, and especially with the school you attended last year, is that you have the ability to see when you got something wrong and be able to rework it. And I could open a new tab and put in all the right answers. You could open a new tab and, and put, all, put the all the right answers, answers and then fix all my wrong answers. Yeah. So, but it allowed you. So you see I don't that. know if I'm supposed to do that or not. Well, Maybe, maybe not, but really what it did was, is it, it allowed you to know instantly how you performed. Yeah, that was, that was helpful. And you were able to go back and rework it. And so if we apply that to life, once you get out of school, yeah. that's really how life works in general, because there isn't always in an answer book. And so I think it's a really good life lesson of to be able to work through something, learn from where you made a mistake or forgot to do something and be able to apply it, right? Yeah. And what's really cool about being able to apply it right away is that that's able to stick in your brain rather than having to revisit it later. So that, I think that was something that was really cool about the setup that you had last year. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The school year is now done. Yeah. You finished pretty excited about it. I am super excited about how this last year went. Would, how would you describe your feelings from this last year? Glad it's over because I'm done. Yes. But it was a good year. It was a good year. Yeah. Um, what would you say about mindset for this last year and how that differed from your 10th grade year? Um, Kind of went in it with a I altered my mindset to be more positive about it, but still have my my mindset of I just need to get it done. Yeah. So I think that some of the other things that were really good about this last year was really your mindset. I think that had a lot to do with it. And I think the environment that we had where it was you and me sitting at the kitchen table. Distracting um, each other. We did distract each other. I think that happens at regular school too. So like there's some things that are okay with that. No, um, you'd be like, I was distracted. And you'd be like, get back on task. And then you'd be like, hey, look at this bird on my Instagram. I know. I totally did that. You're not wrong. But I think we still had a really good year. Yeah. And I think that we learned a lot of really good things mm -hmm. that our mindset in particular has a huge impact on how we show up. Would you mm -hmm. agree? And I believe that our environment is something that's really important that when we feel like we're in a good space, that that has a huge impact specifically on how Emily shows up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think that there were some really cool things about the online setup is that we didn't have papers to lose. How do other you than think, math notes. Other than math notes. How did, how did that help you? That helped a lot. I think we also learned that 
the start of the end of my ninth grade year, the start of COVID. Yep. Is that note paper means it's most likely going to be turned in. Yeah, because you don't have to find where that paper went. It's all stored in a file on the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about um, how that impacted your feelings of success, of being able to stack your wins? So for example, if we think about your 10th grade year, I, I think that you constantly felt like when we would praise you because something would be good, that you really didn't accept that praise. You, I don't think you were actually proud or excited because it was like the shoe's going to drop in a minute and I'm going to have all D's again because I didn't turn anything in. And then I'm going to get yelled at because I have all these missing assignments. That and there was also that and I wasn't taking the praise because I knew because whenever I get praised, I seem to screw something up after. You do have had, and whenever had a tendency like that, doing that. Like with the praise, like that one, I'd already known I had stuff missing and I just didn't want to say anything. I tried to work it out on my own. And so this year, would you say that when we made comments about being excited about what you had accomplished, that you actually felt excitement about that acknowledgement? Yes. Yeah. I remember a time that you got some texts from your teachers. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. What was awesome about that? They uh, saw my hard work too. They did see your hard work and you guys can't see Emily's face, but she's smiling right now. And she remembers that with positive, good feelings. Right. And I don't know that that necessarily would have happened. And then know, I look forward to year. them. And at the end of the term, I go back through and I look at all the helmets. Yeah. So it feels good to be um, that they recognize your hard work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard for them to recognize your hard work when you have a lot of missing assignments though, huh? That and nobody, I don't think I've had very many teachers comment on it, like in the past. They're like, cool. And they moved on. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just remember seeing your face. Um, when you got those texts and that you went out of your way to show me and tell me. And that was really rewarding for me to see that you were proud of how you had shown up. And it's really rewarding for me to see the smile on your face <laughs> as we've brought that up right now. Yeah. So it feels good when we're stacking wins and other people recognize how we're showing up. Yeah. My web dev yeah. teacher was pretty cool too. She was pretty cool. And so she, she actually commented on everything. Yeah, I think she really and liked she the way that you've thought she, about things. She liked it. And, and I was asking questions in other terms for another term. And she's like, here, just here, just take the information. Have fun. <laughs> so. so that probably was exciting to her because she saw that you had a genuine interest in it and that you were taking initiative on your own part to learn and do other things, right? It also made me happy because my websites looked like actual websites and all the examples didn't. So you felt like you were excelling. I was like, ha ha. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all have certain areas that we really click with, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this next year. What are, what are we doing this next year? I am going part-time at physical school. And how do you think that that's going to um, 
change things for us this next year. But I have to make people friends again. You're gonna have to make people friends again. You've made people friends this year because you're working at Chick-fil-A, which you enjoy and enjoy the people that you work with. Yeah. Yeah. And you had um, another class that you went to and you made friends. Yeah. So you did have some social aspects. So for anybody who's looking at online school, you do need to work to find those kind of environments to allow for that social interaction. Yeah. So next year, you've got two classes that you're taking at the local public school, and we're going to continue to do. Yes. And there are other courses. They're going to be my best friends because they're drama students and and robotic students. And those people are special. And you're really excited about those electives. Yes. Yes. But we're going to do the rest of your classes at the same online school that we did this last year. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have the same environment as last year, but now you're kind of bringing back in this public school environment. What did you learn this last year that you think is going to be necessary for you to be successful in those in-person classes this next year? You don't know? I don't know. Well, let me share a few things. You can tell me if you agree with me. Mm -hmm. I think one thing is, is that we planned out our week. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you made comments after we had done it for a while that you don't really pay attention to it, but I think just making the plan of knowing when things need to be done is really helpful Mm -hmm. because it's there in your brain, right? Yeah. I think the other thing it did is, and we learned this earlier on, was that when we don't use the time that we have slotted to work on doing our classwork, what does that mean? I have to spend other times doing it and I don't want to do that. Yeah, we have to spend our free time doing schoolwork. So it was a lot easier for us to manage that with being all online school this last year. But this next year, we're going to have to remember that. So that what does that mean in the classroom? It means that we're going to need to. I can't goof off with my people friends. You can goof off a little bit, but you got to make sure you get your work done. Otherwise, you're going to have to spend your free time on that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another thing is, is that um, trying to do as much electronically as we can. And so whether that means that we take pictures of assignments or we utilize our disrupt ADHD to text us and to respond of what we need to work on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the key things um, that you learned last year was sometimes we just have to do things we don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that can be really hard, but in the end, we're better off because why? Because we got it done. Yeah. So we get our free time. And guess what? We have teachers that are acknowledging our hard work and parents that are um, acknowledging our hard work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So let's wrap up here. Yay. I just have a couple more things that I want you to tell me about before we end. Mm -hmm. Just in general, can you tell me how, what your outlook on life is as of right now, after having this last year where we had just stacked win after win and walked away feeling good about how we showed up, how we did hard things, how we showed up when there were things that were really interesting to us. But in general, 
I feel like you have a more positive outlook. Can you maybe speak to that a little bit? Yes. The brain will turn back on. Um, can you already say the question? You gave a sure. bunch of examples and I yeah. forgot the question. So really what I'm asking is, is after having this year of success, how has that impacted your outlook going forward? I believe it's more positive. Yes, it is more positive, except for the fact that I'm kind of tired of hearing stacking wins. You're kind of tired of hearing stacking wins? Yes. I love stacking wins, though, because that's all how I we see, got to where we I are see now. is these tiny little like cubes, and you're stacking them, and it's just becoming this really tall line, and it looks like it's going to fall over. So is that what you're thinking is, is that you've had all of these wins? No, it's just, and that it's going to fall over. As you say it, as you keep saying it, it's just added more blocks. And I'm like, this isn't going to end well. There's going to have to say, there's going to have to be a new phrase because this one's dying. Who's to say that the bottom block isn't really wide and can hold a large foundation? That's a fair point. So maybe it's just the way that we look at it. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to shift what we think about when we think of stacking wins and rather than it being a really skinny, tall tower of stacking wins, but rather those initial wins that we built up formed this bottom foundation yeah. that is prepared to hold up all of these other ones and is firm and steady. Yeah, there was two pictures though in my head to that. There was that one and pieces of paper. Mm. So it was really fat and wide but all the ones were really tiny. So and I wasn't getting anywhere, but I am getting there, but that's just how the pictures in my head look. Okay. So what do you feel about going into this next school year? We're not talking about next school year. I mean, we nope. are. I just want to talk about I mean, what we are, said. but. I agree. School is hard. <laughs> school is hard. Summer just started. That's why I wanted to record this now so that we can talk about it. And then we don't have to talk about school for a few months. Yay. But do we feel positive about going into the next school year that we can be successful even in a shift in our environment because yeah. of the things that we've learned and the success that we felt? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to add just a couple more things here and then we'll be completely done from a parent perspective. I saw Emily's 10th grade year and I felt hopeless in a lot of ways. I felt like there wasn't anything that we could do to impact our situation. We had numerous experiences of um, trying to find missing assignments, trying to get them turned in, trying to help Emily be successful at school. And it was, it was a really hard year. We've had multiple years that were hard, but that year in particular was really hard. And so after that year, I really thought about a lot and a lot of that summer thinking about how can we help Emily be successful and how can we do it so that we all feel good about it. Mm -hmm. And we ended up choosing this online school path but I don't know that that's always the right answer for everybody. Really, it's these skill sets and having a positive environment. If we can find the right group of teachers that mesh well with our student, that is a huge factor in us, our students being successful. And a lot of times ADHD students tend to stand out. And as Emily keeps saying, this misfit group, 
but certain teachers were able to recognize it better. I'm pretty sure that's because they are the misfit group as well. They may have been. That's probably true. And that's why they're the weird teacher that everybody likes. But you so. also walked away learning. Yeah. And that is the goal of our education is for us to learn and for us to be able to take all of those experiences and be able to apply them as we become adults and to be able to support and provide for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, um, I just am so proud of Emily and how she showed up this last year. There were a lot of things that she didn't have control over in the fact that we kind of, well, I mean, I guess she had control over it. She agreed with us to do online school, even though she wasn't fully on board. But I don't the way think I had a choice. To she, be honest. The I way don't she think I had, I really honestly don't think I had a choice. Did, I, you did I have a choice? It? Did I have a choice? Maybe not, but you agreed to it. I, I didn't have to go any further. I proposed the idea and you said yes. So regardless of the reasons why you said yes, that's the path we went on. Yeah. And I'm glad we went on it. I'm, I'm just saying we went I went it. on it because I didn't think I had a choice. But we learned a lot of things that through that year and that I think can help a lot of other families, even the ones that are unable to have that type of environment mm -hmm. where, you know, you're sitting at the kitchen table with your child and they're doing schoolwork with you next to them. But that these skills are things that can be applied in the classroom, in public school. But I feel like the biggest piece here was the mindset that Emily actually felt like she could win. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. All right. Okay. We are going to end there. I think we Good have much. exceeded Emily's um, mental capacity Bye. to be able to keep going. So thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll talk to you next time. Winning with ADHD is brought to you by Disrupt ADHD. Head on to disruptadhd.com slash learn more.